welcome to the Losing Religion podcast, where every single month we encourage you to lose your religion and get into a relationship with Jesus. Our prayer every time that this podcast releases is that you walk away having a desire to grow in your relationship with Christ. Thanks for checking us out today. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us for this month's podcast. This is Mindy, and I've got Sean and Tiffany here with me. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? And today we are going to be diving into a topic we believe we can all relate to. It's really a difficult thing to do is to remain faithful whenever you are going through something and just trusting God that everything is going to turn out. Yeah, we know it's important during those times to be obedient, but we know how difficult obedience in those dark times can really be. Mm-hmm. It's important to remember, too, that even when you're going through something difficult, just to remember that God's right there with you. He's never more than a step away or a breath away. And even though you may feel like you're alone, you're not. Yeah. And really, all three of us have stories that we could share with you about times that we have walked through that very thing that Sean actually has a really powerful story. And so I want to kick it over to him and let him share with you today. Yeah, well, thanks. I... Uh... About three and a half years ago, kind of out of nowhere, this issue with alcohol just crept up. You know, up until that point in my life, I hadn't really had an issue with it, and I was real good about keeping a safe distance. But being in active duty and and being around that, some of the stresses in there, it kind of crept up on me out of nowhere. And one thing led to another, and as that problem became more of a problem in my life, I found myself wrapped up in some court issues with another Marine. And although the entire time I had been convincing myself, like I hadn't really done anything wrong, I knew that I had an alcohol problem and I took the steps to battle that, but I was still facing these military legal charges because of some events that took place. And through that process, I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of leaders that lost faith in me. And I remember multiple times in that process just asking why. I had no idea how I found myself there. Up until that point, I had been a great Marine on paper. I mean, won awards, got promoted very quickly. I thought I had put a lot of lines of accountability in my life to keep myself from ever getting into trouble. But all of a sudden, in the midst of all of that, like I was looking at potential of, in the military world, jail time and loss of rank and loss of military career and reputation, Mm -hmm. a lot of things there. Wow. But I remember there was a very distinct moment in prayer and just trying to ask, like, how did I find myself here? What do I do now? Because even though I was taking the steps to bounce back from the alcohol issue and set levels of accountability in my life, like there was still a lot of things that weren't going right. And I was still getting up every morning. I was praying. I was doing Bible plans like I knew I should be doing. But even through all of that, these things were happening. But there was a very distinct moment in there where... God put on my heart, I had two choices. It was to trust him no matter what, or to turn my back and go the other direction. And so I made a promise in that moment that I was going to trust God no matter what, you know, and I remember I was reading a book about the life of Paul at that point. I wasn't reading that in the Bible. I was supplementing the Bible with this book on Paul. And I had read about all of the struggles Paul went through, but how faithful he remained to Christ. And so I made a decision In that moment, that's what I was going to do, and I was just going to lay the court stuff at God's hands, and I was going to continue to walk my faith life with Him regardless of what the outcome is going to be. And so, to make a long story short, as I was sitting in the courtroom the day they made a decision, 
the decision that was made was one that kept me out of trouble, kept me away from jail. I maintained all of my pay, all of my military rank and everything that I had worked towards up to that point. And the way the court ended had almost never been heard of and never been done in a military environment before. And I remember turning to a friend that had been there that day to hear the ruling, and he said, only God could have done that. And I went back to work at that point, just feeling this crazy sense of peace because God, I I realized in that that God had been with me every step of the journey on that, and God had already made a plan for what the outcome was going to be, but required me to trust him. And in that moment where he gave me that, trust me or don't, uh, when I made that decision to trust, everything was already going to be okay from that moment on. And I just had to ride the ship through that storm. And at the end of that, I went back and reread through the book of Job. And I was reminded so much about what Job experienced in that, you know, all that Job lost in the beginning came out of nowhere because Satan had gone to God and said, Hey, I bet that I can break the faith of this man. And God said, I bet that you cannot. And Mm -hmm. so God allowed Satan to tempt Job, but set the limits that you can't kill him. And things were taken from Job, and his life was drastically different. And there were moments where he questioned, and there were moments where he challenged God. But at the tail end of it, we see in chapter 42, like, he turns back to God and says, I see now that you were there in all of that, and there is nothing that you can't do. And Job puts his full trust back in God. And we see in reading that, that throughout the entirety of Job's story, God was alongside him the entire way, and God already had a plan. All he was requiring of Job was that he trust him because God knew his heart. And so that's what I really felt in my situation. That's the story I always go back to Mm -hmm. because Job says in in chapter 42, verse 1, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. And that's what I saw through and through in my circumstances as well. While you were in the middle of that, though, what are some ways that... God helped you to remain faithful because it's easy like afterwards and you get the results that you want and you're at the end of it to look back and be like, oh, now I see. But it's a lot harder to do that when you're in the middle of something and it's really difficult to see that God is good to you and that, you know, to see the good things that are going on despite all of the really bad things that are going on in your life. So what are some ways that you feel like God helped you to remain faithful? That's a good question. So I was challenged in that to... Remain diligent in Bible study, you know, daily Bible plans, reading, and prayer because I didn't know what was going on. And all I had to in that moment was turn to the Lord. And that's the only way I knew how to do that. And I had made the decision that the best way to stay forward focused is to just do the best I could each and every day. Mm-hmm. And that came from a couple of verses that I was reading on staying focused on the future, mm-hmm. uh, some writings that. Paul has given us in the New Testament. And so I went to work every day and decided that I wasn't going to focus on the potential of jail six months from now. I was going to focus on, I have a job today. I have people I work with today and I still want to make the best impact I can now. And so every day I'd go into work, I'd pray before I walked in and I would keep a smile on my face and stay positive. And there were actually moments in that where other Marines, some that were believers, some that were not, came up to me and asked how I stay so positive in those moments. And I was able to have conversations with them about, hey, I'm trusting God in this. Yeah. And I know that God is with me in this, regardless of what the outcome might be. And I have to choose each and every day to think about it from that perspective. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I really like the idea and the action step of like getting up every day and being like, I'm going to pray. 
And then today's going to be a good day, and I'm going to focus on what I can do today. And I'm going to focus on the goodness of this day that God has given me, not on things that potentially are going to happen in my life later on or even tomorrow. Today, I'm going to focus on what I can do today. Yeah, I think the perspective side of it is probably the biggest thing that stands out to me in listening to all of that. Because like you said, you you can't change what's going to happen six months from now, but you can change how you react in this moment today, no matter what's happening. And I know you mentioned talking about Paul and just some of the things that had gone in his life. I mean, you look at his story and he was beaten. He was Mm -hmm. accused of all kinds of things that didn't happen. He just endured so many hardships that for most people would have knocked them out of the game. Yeah. I mean, just completely devastated them. But he chose, like you said, in that moment, um, just to stay focused on the future and what God had in store. Um, And it talks about that in Philippians 3, 12 through 16, about the fact that he was choosing not to focus on the past or even really what was happening in that current situation. Um, But he was choosing to focus on what God could do instead of what was being done to him because he just had that perspective of it being an eternal battle not yeah. just an in the moment thing right. that was happening well and it's, i mean paul's like hashtag goals right like just <laughs> you know <If> only. <laughs> i mean when we talk about staying focused on the future the things that paul went through i mean i just can't i don't think any of us can really even understand or fathom what he went through while he was in prison and what he faced um every single day and the just the darkness that surrounded him and he chose not to do that mm-hmm. and because he chose not to focus on that and instead and focus on how good God is and how faithful he is and how God was going to be faithful to him and faithful to everyone like even today here we are all this time later and we are still holding on to the words that Paul wrote because he was such a faithful servant and that's you know and we say hashtag goals like that's the kind of servant I want to be is I want to serve God so faithfully that in the middle of the darkest time in our lives that we are able to still look and go, God is still good, and God's going to be good six months from now, and He's going to be good tomorrow, mm-hmm. and He's good in this minute right now. That's right. Well, and I think the beauty of Paul is he wrote some of these things while sitting in prison, mm-hmm. you know, and he yeah. never once said, like, the things he's doing, he may not be in prison in six months, and he knew there was always the potential that he could be persecuted again. He could be in jail again, but he still chose each and every time that he was going to allow God to do good through that. And in Mm -hmm. my story, that speaks volumes too, because I had to think through that lens of like, even though I knew I was innocent of what I was being accused of, like if the military felt different and I ended up in jail, I would have had to make that perspective shift of God can still use me in that environment. And so even if the story didn't turn out the way I wanted it or the way Paul wanted it, making that mental shift of God can still use and do good things in those moments. Well, and I think that even proves true, just as you were saying, you had other Marines come up and say, how are you so positive during this situation? Like, clearly God was using that time in your life and, and using that faithfulness that you were having during that that period, you know, that to impact other people and to still, you know, spread the gospel and spread his love. And so I think that's really powerful to hear and also for all of us to keep in mind, even those of you who are listening, you know, that God uses those trials in our lives and those times in our lives where we we don't know what's going to happen and we uh, the unknown is very scary, but we can remain faithful and focus on that day and focus on how good God is that day. And God is going to use every bit of our life to impact others and to reach more people. And what an honor it is to get to go through things to allow God to use those to reach more people. It's worth it totally worth it if we can reach more people through 
all the things that we may face. Right. You know, um, I know we could all three share, as we said at the beginning, we all three have been through times, you know, where we've been through these different situations. And I know there's many of you uh, listening that also have experienced that. And whenever I am going through some tough times and I'm um, trying to remind myself, remind myself how I can be um, faithful during that time and, and, and close to God, there is tons of scriptures in the Bible that, that can remind us of this. But I personally like Isaiah 43, 2. It says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And it reminds me of the song, Another One in the Fire, um, that even whenever I feel like I'm walking through the fire, that I'm not alone, that you know Christ is with me, and that uh, because of that, I'm going to get through it. Um, and it might be a little bit messy for the time being, but one day it's going to be a really beautiful story that we get to share to impact others. And so that's always a great reminder for me. Yeah, I know. As I, when I think through, you know, a lot of people think that when you make that decision to follow Christ, that automatically life's going to be rainbows and butterflies and everything's going to be so much easier, yeah, right? Yeah. When in reality, it's the complete opposite in a lot of ways. It's more difficult because it almost puts a target on your back for Satan to just continually attack you because that's his mission is to take you out of the game. Yeah. Um, and so I know one of the things that I think through with that is Romans 12 too, and just rejoicing in our confident hope and being patient in trouble and keeping on praying. Uh, because we know that ultimately um, those difficult situations open up opportunities for people to connect with us in those moments of what feels like weakness or just trials or difficulty. It allows you to draw closer to the people that are around you to just have that support. And in situations like yours, Sean, where you said, listen, I was going through something difficult and people came back asking me, how are you able to walk through this? In the way that you're doing it, because it just doesn't seem normal. And yeah. now I have questions because mm-hmm. of that. And so sometimes those things that we deem as like the worst opportunity of our life or things we would never want people to go through are often the things that God uses to help other people connect to him. Um, we just happen to be the ones that are strong enough to walk through it and come out on the other side using it for for good versus letting it be something that takes us out. Yeah. Yeah, the one scripture that always gives me confidence in those moments is Second Corinthians 3.17. And it states that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You know, the reality of a life with Christ is a life of freedom from everything that's of the world. And that's how we can walk in those difficult times and we can walk through those times of being in the fire because we know that we have God on our side. And it truly is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the Life Church worship team. On that album, God is so good. If you're listening, you don't have that. Get the Life Church Worship album because there's a song on there where the Spirit of the Lord is. It's amazing. Yes. Well, we appreciate you guys spending some time with us today. And, you know, one thing that we um, talk about all the time is that it's not if you're going to go through something, but when. And so we would love to go through um, the Bible plan when or hope when it hurts, um, because that'll just get, get you set up for when those times do come. Or even if you're in the middle of going through something difficult, just keeping that perspective that God is still right there in the middle of what you're going through with you. And he can take what feels like this broken situation and turn it into something great. Um, and so we will put that in the show. Show notes. And if you have something you'd like to hear about on the show or even just questions about something that was on this episode, you're welcome to email us at imlosingreligion at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, like this podcast, and be sure to share it with your friends and anybody that you feel like it's going to make a difference in their day. We'll see you next month. All right, you guys ready to actually start? Uh, sure.
for the bloopers. Yep. Uh. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know what day it is. All ago, whenever you guys were talking, I kind of zoned out for a minute and I thought about taking a nap on the couch after we got done. And she goes, what country are you going to? And I go, Africa. <laughs> she goes, no, what country? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm going to two countries. <laughs> I said, I am so sorry. I had a late night last night. I don't even know why I'm awake right now. <laughs> wow. Super successful. It's fine. It's going to be great. And my arm hurts. <laughs> I'll conversate with you. <laughs> About Paul. <laughs> it's an Oklahoma word. It, yeah. There's a yeah. lot it's of in the, It's in the Urban Dictionary. Listen, I'm <laughs> highly aware. I feel like two-thirds of the Urban Dictionary is Oklahoma words. <laughs> yeah, well, so, yeah, so. version, what's that? Yourmom.com. <laughs> I don't even have to say it for that. <laughs> <laughs>